Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for tuning in. We are up to episode 255, and as I've said many a times on the show, the original intent was to do 50 episodes, so we are 205 beyond the goal, and I continue to do the show. I I continuously find uh, the more interesting people doing cool things that I can interview, the more I learn, the more inspired I get, and hopefully that translates to all of you who tune in. So thank you for being here. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. You can find out more about us on Facebook. And if you really like the show, do me a favor. Just push pause right now. Jump over to iTunes and leave a review for the show because I'll tell you, one of the things that makes my day so bright is when people leave positive reviews that they're listening to the show. I love it when people who listen somehow either through that or through email let me know that they're getting value from this show because that's why we do it. We're trying to share ideas and bring really cool people right into your earphones because I know most of you listen to this while you're out for a run or you're on the gym, uh, treadmill, or maybe you're in your car. But either way, uh, we want to find out the coolest things that entrepreneurs are doing because those of us who want to grow our own businesses can't do it alone. We have to have inspiration from other people, and that's what's going to happen today. We are going to have a boatload of inspiration. Today, we have Sharon Spano, Ph.D. Now, she has her Ph.D. in human and organizational systems, which I find extremely interesting. She's also, also, also an author, a corporate business strategist, a workforce expert, and a professional speaker like me, although our paths have never crossed. I, even though she's been an active member in the past, of the National Speakers Association. I've never met Sharon, but I'm excited that now our paths have finally crossed. And she has done a whole bunch of things. She is a coach who is dedicated to helping others adopt new paradigms in their life about time and money so that they can step into radical abundance in every area of their life. Her work and her new book, The Pursuit of Time and Money, step into radical abundance and discover the secret to a meaningful, prosperous life is going to launch this spring, 2017. So get ready because I think it's going to be a blockbuster. Hey, Sharon, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much, Tom. I'm very excited to be here today, and I just love what you're about and what this podcast is about, so it's a great opportunity to connect and uh, explore some other paradigms. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, why don't you tell everybody about what your business is on a sort of day-to-day basis? I read people's bios, but, you know, that doesn't say anything. Why don't you tell everybody who is Sharon Spano, PhD, and what do you do? Well, I do a lot of different things, but my work primarily focuses on uh, working within systems. I mean, as you said, human and organizational systems. So I do a lot of client work. I've worked with, you know, large, large companies down to smaller entrepreneurial endeavors. And I love that whole spectrum. So the work within corporate environments could, you know, it's it's often about cultural transformation or or strategy work, strategic planning. Uh, Leadership development is one of the things I love the most, because when you're looking at human and organizational systems, my focus is literally, I mean, the simplest way to think about it is, you know, the individual and the teams and how are they operating uh, within that system and what's broken with either the system or do we, sometimes it's just, we don't have the the right people on the right seat in the bus as, as the saying goes. So there's a lot of complexity around it, but it's very exciting. And then within that context, my focus of my work is around adult development. 
So we're, we're looking at where people are from uh, what we call stages of development and, and how that's impacting their uh, potential for success and, and being uh, what they need to be. On an individual level, I work with a lot of executives and entrepreneurs. I'm a certified professional integral coach as well. So that is looking more at the meaning-making systems within individuals. Consciousness might be another word for it that would be uh, more uh, common uh, euphemism for people. Uh, so we're not necessarily the coach who's focusing on goal setting in the traditional sense so much as helping people understand how their thinking paradigms may be uh, working for it and against them. So a lot of times we're, we're reinventing who someone is in the context of a specific topic and they can't see for themselves maybe what the blockages is in terms of their meaning making system. So my job is, is to help flesh all of that out. And um, it's very meaningful work. It's very transformational work. I'm very passionate about it because I, I like you, I get to work with a lot of great people and a lot of different systems. So, um, you know, you get up every day, you can't wait to get started. Yeah, no, I, I know. And when you can actually have an impact on somebody, I have, I have a group coaching program called the potential project. And uh, we have about seven or eight people in the group active right now. And the other night, only one person showed up for the call that we do every week. And so he got sort of a one-on-one -on -one sort of hot boxed hour. And at the end, he was almost emotional. And he said, I really needed this message today. And it's, I, spent mm. the, I spent the rest of the night thinking, wow, you yeah. know, if, if everyone had shown up, that wouldn't have happened. And it just, yeah. it, it felt very rewarding to know. So I know I don't do a lot of coaching work, but when I do, I, I know that when you can make a difference, it is very rewarding. But, but, you know, that's something I have a question. You've been doing a lot of coaching at the high level for a long, long time. And I know a lot of people who listen to my show you know, that's one of the things they think about doing, whatever their area of expertise is, is helping others. So how does one build a sustainable business as a coach? Well, I think there's many avenues to it. Like you, you know, as a professional speaker, I, I always gained clients when I spoke, you know, so you, you would speak and, and, and people hopefully, you know, uh, appreciate your message. And that was one way that I built my business. I, I started Spano and Company in 1997 uh, as a professional speaker, and it, it led to the consultant practice and now the, the coaching because I wanted to go deeper with individuals and an impact systems. So we do, you know, the individual as well as the group, uh, I'm sorry, the group. Um, as, as far as building it, I mean, I, you know, there's so much uh, opportunity now, as you know, online, and we, we can almost get overwhelmed with the opportunities for marketing. But I think for me, the most important thing has been to be clear on who I am and what are my values and what is my message and, and how it is that I want to impact the lives of people within organizations. And um, so my passion, I would have to say, is is the way that I've built the, pra the practice uh, because it, it doesn't feel like work to me. And uh, I, I feel so blessed when I get to serve another human being or help a company uh, change directions or, or, you know, figure out the next great strategy. And for me, it's always been word of mouth. I mean, to be quite honest, you know, yeah, I've had the websites and I do the social media and all that, but my clients come from uh, other clients who, you know, have valued what we've done together and that's how it's referral. <laughs> well, and so many people who are part of my audience are solopreneurs and they're in that consulting and coaching and speaking and writing world. And that's the truth. I mean, the business really comes, go out and do good work and people will see you and they'll tell somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. So Sharon, you, what? You, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say you can't, you can't in my mind beat uh, authenticity and, and being generous at the, at the same time. Absolutely. So what led you in 1997 to st start your own business? What caused you to want to become an entrepreneur? 
Well, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, but in my early years, I, I was uh, very much in a, a corporate environment. I had a uh, short, short answer. I had a child born with a severe uh, metabolic disorder disability. And uh, I, I became an advocate for, you know, that segment of the marginalized population. Mm-hmm. And I created a, a business around that that would allow me to be what I needed to be as, as a mother at the same time because his needs were, were very great. Mm-hmm. And so the, the advocacy work in the disability arena, I, you know, I lobbied and was very active in legislative reform and traveled a lot in Tallahassee and uh, where I'm, I'm in Florida and Washington, D.C. and all that. And I discovered in that process of advocating and fighting for the the rights of people with disabilities that I had a, a gift for speaking. And actually, I didn't discover it. I was speaking in Vancouver for a group of um, psychiatrists and psychologists on some latest legislative reform. And a, a gentleman in the audience uh, approached me and kept approaching me over a period of four months saying, you need to be a professional speaker. I didn't even know there was an industry. <laughs> and um, so he was the one that recruited me and just really changed my life. You wow. Know? Well, and that's so interesting because the same thing sort of happened to me is somebody asked me, I was working for a law firm as the marketing director and they asked me to create a course and the lawyers liked it so much. They sent me all over the country to every office of the firm. And one of the partners in one of the office said, why do you work for us? And I thought it was like, <laughs> I took it kind of backwards. I was like, well, I'm actually the marketing guy in Austin and they asked me to do this and now they're having me travel. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, you misunderstand. Why do you work for us meant not why are we paying you? <laughs> why do you work for us means why don't you just go do this as a speaker yes. and trainer? Yes. And I was like, I, I don't think you can just go do that. And he said, yeah. He goes, I have a, a brother-in-law who's part of the National Speakers Association. And I said, what's that? And that caused me to then do some research. It turned out it was a whole business. Oh, and you know, the thing is, once you walk in an essay, as I did years ago, I was like, these are my people. Right. I mean, I, you know, my mother couldn't believe I was getting paid to speak because she said, you know, you came out of the womb talking. I never <laughs> thought I'd see the day. Uh, but I think some of us are born with that passion and and, and hopefully the talent. And uh, it, to me, it's just it's just a blessing to be able, you know, whether I do it for a large group or, or whatever, um, you know, it's about the impact. If you can make that impact, it's it's just, it's awesome. <laughs> well, it's so funny you say your mother says that. My brother was visiting in Texas from New Jersey, and I said, do you want to get up early? I'm doing a speech for, like, this local business at, like, 7.30 in the morning for, like, a breakfast, lunch, and learn thing for, like, 100 people. And you want to come? So he came with me, and afterwards, my other two brothers who live on the West Coast called him, and they were like, is he any good? <laughs> and his answer was, we've spent 40 years trying to shut him up. Now they yeah. give him money to speak. We're never going to get them to stop. Exactly. Exactly. So it's what do so you, funny. what it's do you so love? Funny. What do you love about the life of being an entrepreneur? What do you like about what you've created? Well, I think, you know, beyond, beyond the obvious of what I said is, you know, my, for my family, um, I love that I have control over my business. I have I have control over the people I work with. I think what I love most of all is the creative opportunity. So, you know, to be able to write a book like The Pursuit of Time and Money, I don't know that I could, you know, spend that kind of time and energy doing the research that, that it involves and actual the actual writing and now the marketing, you know, if I if I had a, a job in a in a corporate uh, world. And I'm a very creative person, as I think many of us are. If you're an entrepreneur, you know, we, we like to get out and create. And um, th- so that's really it for me. I think the creative component, but also having control of my life, my time, you know, if I want to go on a, a long trip for three weeks, I can do that. 
So it's interesting. You started earlier in the interview and you said that when I asked about becoming an entrepreneur, you said you think even when you had a corporate job, you were an entrepreneur at heart. Do you think that that's true for a lot of entrepreneurs? Do you think people who finally make the jump, they always had that piece in them? Are, are entrepreneurs made or are they born? Well, you know, that's the that's the question. And I'll tell you that years ago, I had a radio show called Work Smart Live, and I interviewed Harris Rosen, who who is one of our big entrepreneurs here in Orlando. He's, he's a uh, uh, hotel uh, uh, magnet. And uh, I asked him that very same question, and his response to me was, no, you're born an entrepreneur, you can't become one. And I would say in my journey, I, I have come to believe that. And so, so in my case, I, I, I got, you know, I moved into a corporate environment, um, but obviously didn't stay there very long because it, it wasn't really a fit for me. Uh, but, I, you know, my husband has a saying, you can't hunt from the cave. And so what I've seen is that people who are not true entrepreneurs, if they leave a corporate environment where they struggle with uh, with anything, if, if at all, is the idea of going out and hunting and kicking up the business. Where for a true entrepreneur, I mean, that's that's kind of part of the fun for us, right? <laughs> is um, we we enjoy the hunt, uh, but like he says, you can't hunt from the cave. So what we see is, you know, people who want to they want the business, but they think they they can do that sitting at their desk and waiting for the phone to ring, and uh, of course that that doesn't work. So. So, so after doing this for 20 years, you don't ever have those days where you think, wait a minute, a corporate job, paycheck every two weeks, that would be good. No, I really don't. And I, and I, and I, I think it's because I'm constantly creating more. Um, I have had great opportunities, for instance, with clients who put me on retainers. And, and that's been a nice thing because, you know, you've got that steady um, monthly thing coming in and you can get spoiled by that. But um no, I, I haven't. I really haven't. I might if I if I were, um, you know, maybe, you know, a single person, you know, where I didn't have the support for those up and down times. But between my husband and I, because we're both entrepreneurs, we have three businesses between us. It always seems to work out. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what advice would you have for people then who are listening to this who, for whatever reason, maybe it's they have a family commitment and they'd like more flexibility, or maybe they are sort of that natural entrepreneur who just feels the the pull to go out of the outside of the cave, if you will. Uh, what advice do you have for people who want to start their own thing? Well, I used to get that a lot when I was on the road speaking. And what I always say to people, because I met so many people, Tom, who were in the wrong place. You know, the guy that that was an engineer, uh, but really wanted to, you know, have a dance studio or some crazy thing. I mean, really, <laughs> I would see that all the time. I would say to them, you know, find your passion and start to explore it perhaps as a hobby with maybe, you know, the intention of making a little bit of money on it to see if you can make it grow first. So you don't quit your day, day job to start the dance studio, but maybe you could start teaching, you know, dance lessons in the neighborhood or whatever for a few dollars to see if you could segue into it. Um, that that's that's kind of you know the first step for me, but you got to have a clear plan of what it is you're trying to create in my mind, and and I love working with entrepreneurs because I find that often they don't have uh, the time. You know, we're wearing a lot of hats, and they can't come up with a strategy of how to move their company forward, even though they have the ideas. So that's part of the work that I do with entrepreneurs is I have a very specific process where I walk them through developing a, 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 a simple, and I, by simple, I don't mean that it's not value, but it, but, but it's not a, the same type of uh, process that I would do in a large company, for, for example, where they can manage all the multiple hats and, 
and we, we talk about it as changing the flat tire while driving. You know, <laughs> how do I grow the company when I'm the, the sole entrepreneur and I'm trying to wear all those hats, you know? So I have a way that I help people do that. So so the, the short answer, which there's never one coming out of me, right, as a speaker, <laughs> is to to look look what you're doing, what are you passionate about, and, and how can I create a plan and then begin to implement it step by step. And that's part of what I talk about in the uh, pursuit of time and money, because what we know from the research is that people who fall in earlier stages of development often have difficulty um, seeing the future or planning for the future, you know, in the next one one to two years, either time-wise or money-wise. So I'm not trying to uh, tell people how to manage time and money so much as I'm trying to help them open the conversation to see what are the blockages within their own meaning-making systems that may be keeping them from growing their businesses or realizing uh, a more meaningful and prosperous life. Uh, story of my life, right? If I am always struggling with my money and my time as a solopreneur and as, as a person who's been working, you know, kind of on my own for eight years. And I've been fortunate. I've made it work. But, you know, I don't have a a PhD in human and organizational systems. And I'll tell you, that's that is my area of weakness for sure. And I know a lot of people listening can go, yep, I don't have that that part taken care of yet. Well, and I think what's what's so fun about this work is what I see with entrepreneurs. My husband and I own a real estate brokerage uh, house, and you know it's really his baby. And but I've I've helped him build the infrastructure around that. So real estate agents are a perfect example because they often come in as entrepreneurs, but they don't necessarily have a business background or or a sales background, and so they either have a lot of time and no money, or they have a lot of money and no time. Um, which I think is also true for entrepreneurs in general, because if we have a lot on the books, we're making a lot of money, but then we have no life or <laughs> we have a lot of time and we're not making any money because we have no business. Um, so these are some of the paradigms that I can help people with. And um, just I'm just so excited. And I hope that some of your listeners will go uh, to the, the microsite around this, which is the timemoneybook.com slash cool things, because we've got a lot of bonuses. And one of the bonuses is a, an assessment that we've been working on and developing over a two-year period. I just revitalized it, and it will help your listeners see where they fall on the spectrum between scarcity and abundance, because that's kind of the first step. You need to know where you are in terms of your own mental models. Um, and then, obviously, the book and the rest of the work that I'm doing can help you you know, move, move forward from there. So it's thetimemoneybook.com slash cool things. Cool things, of course, because they're they're your guys, and we want to we want to make sure we identify and acknowledge that. We like it when when guests on the show have things for our listeners. That always makes us happy around here. So that's awesome. So how important is networking for entrepreneurship? If you're going to go start your own business, how important is it to be connected with the right people? Well, I think it's it's absolutely crucial, and and I I know I hear a lot out there about you know the disconnect with social media and all that, and I don't I don't agree with that at all because. I do a lot of one-on-one personal networking, and I have a lot of relationships, as I'm sure you do, as most entrepreneurs do. Um, but but I'm also a person that would prefer to have, you know, uh, as one of my my clients said, you know, four quarters versus a hundred pennies. And at the same time, I have some very deep connections that are worldwide connections, and I do a lot of networking on Zoom. I mean, I have calls every day with people all over the world on Zoom. Yeah, I love and then Zoom, by the way. Zoom we support is, each other great. or we hire each other. All kinds of amazing things happen from yeah. those communities. We use Zoom for the Cool Things Project, the group coaching program. And whether it's one person who calls mm-hmm. in that week or whether it's seven or eight people who call in that week, Zoom handles it for that group conversation. It's just perfect. Zoom's a good tool. 
It's amazing. And, and I, you know, I mean, Skype has the same, you know, uh, sense, I guess. It's that face-to-face that, you know, I think many people think, oh, well, it's not personal. But I, I've had some very meaningful, intimate uh, community conversations, and we, we've done them on those platforms. So, um, and, and worldwide, I mean, wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. How awesome is that? I mean, you're in Austin, <laughs> right? And I'm in Orlando. Yeah, and my last guest, the the previous episode to this one, he was also in Orlando. So it's apparently we apparently have an Orlando theme going on here. Ah, uh, yes. In fact, the National Speakers Association this summer, I will be in Orlando for that conference. Yeah, they they have it here quite often because I think our rates are good because it's so hot. Because <laughs> it's July. Who wants to go yeah. to Orlando yeah. in Who July? Who wants to be in Orlando? But you know, it's good. You're indoors and you're at the pool, and and um, we have good good rainstorms in the afternoon. It's it's perfect. <laughs> hey. Sharon, I got a couple more questions for you before I can let you go. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all that heavy lifting and technical work so that you can focus on creating great contents, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Sharon Spano. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, go to podfly.net slash cool things and find the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Sharon, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest, newest, exciting thing you're doing with your business right now? Well, I mean, it's the book, obviously, because we're building a whole platform around that. I'm very, very excited about doing the podcast for, for amazing people like you and the promotion that we're doing. I think that's that's the that is the coolest thing right now um, that I can that I can think of off so, the top of my head. So, what about the book is so great? Why do people need to rush out and get the pursuit of time and money? Well, I think it's, I mean, our goal, as I said, is to start the the conversation. But, you know, there's this cycle of freedom that I'm talking about in the book that I just think is vital for anyone who wants to kick their life up another notch. And it, it has to do with this whole idea of stewardship and compassion and generosity. And, you know, that all sounds kind of cliche, but when you really start and, and the the people that have read it thus far, my, my endorsements uh, have been very, very high around people saying, Sharon, this has changed my life. I mean, they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm frankly just so humbled by the responses that I'm getting. And again, it's, it's not a how-to quick fix. It's just look at your stories. Where did they come from? Because I, I, my contention is they come from our early childhood stuff like everything else, but we don't <laughs> notice it in, in the context of time and money. And then how is that impacting you now? And then I, I give a path forward that um, I think is, is just hopefully going to be very meaningful to people. Because I'm seeing it. I mean, I've been testing this in my speaking engagements and my consulting and coaching practice for, for several years now. So I know the power of the work. Oh, now I can't wait to read it. That sounds awesome. Hey, I love to ask everyone who comes on the show about who else they see. I mean, we could talk about Sharon Spano and all the great things you're doing all day long, but I think, I think entrepreneurs are observers. So I love to ask people, who is someone else out there? Not someone in your company or your, with your husband. Who is someone else who you watch from afar and you say, wow, they're doing something really cool. Well, there's a lot of people because, you know, I'm, I'm in all this stuff constantly, but, um, Right now, I'm I'm getting ready to go to London on some work that I'm very very interested in around systemic, um, uh, you know, 
constellations and, and that level. But I would say off the top of my head, you know, one of my great mentors, and I've had many, and you'll relate to this, is Nito Quibane oh. from, from NSA. I mean, Nito, I mentored under Nito for several years. Wow. He's endorsed my book. I love him dearly. I learned so much about being an entrepreneur from him. Uh, and, and I almost every day, I rely and go back to something that Nito taught me. And it was a gift, those yeah. years that I, I got to um, be active around him. If people aren't familiar with Nito Cobain, they should really check him out. I had the honor. I actually got to have dinner at his house. I had the honor of attending the mm -hmm. National Speakers Association uh, CSP Summit uh, for the Certified Professional Speakers. And they, they do a small uh, summit for about 70 people. And he hosted it at High Point University, where he is the president of the university, and then had a dinner party for everybody at his, at his home. But part of that weekend, he delivered a three-hour presentation to a room of very successful speakers about how to think bigger. And right. you know, if anybody's familiar with High Point University, it was a university that was having troubles 15 years ago or however long it was that he took it over. And now it is prospering and growing and, and doing some really amazing things. And a lot of it was from the vision. He didn't just look at the boundaries of the university. It was small land. He looked out at the neighborhoods around it, and they went up and bought up the land, and they expanded well, the it, university. I'm sorry. So, yes. I mean, he well, just no, no, I, I, he yeah, thought I beyond the walls. <laughs> talk about it because I was uh, involved with him when that right before he went on to High Point and there were a group of us you know in those same kind of dinners and actively involved with him as he was developing all of that and so you know when you talk about an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur who stepped into an academic environment that <laughs> wasn't always that welcoming in the beginning no. you know because he was so outside the box for them so I follow him I love him um, he inspires me and um what he's done there is just beyond comparison. So yeah, that's that's an entrepreneur that you know I'm I'm glad to have known. And even though I don't see him as much anymore, um, he's awesome. Yeah, he's one of the people who's inspired me probably the most over the last eight years. So that's that's a good choice, Sharon. Hey, the last question that I ask everyone who comes on the show is, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I think entrepreneurs want to do more than just make money. I, I think they want to leave the world a better place. So what do you do? Well, that's an easy one. I do a lot of things, but the main thing I think right now is um, I have a foundation in my son's name. Our son, Michael Spano, passed away in, um, in 2008. So we have the Michael Spano Foundation. We do a golf tournament every year and raise money for families who don't have supports. We've been, uh, the last three years, bought vans for uh, individuals who needed an accessible van. And this year, we just started an art uh, center for uh, people with disabilities. So that's that's kind of the big chunk. But, but on a smaller entrepreneurial level that I think anyone, uh, I, I really think and believe that, uh, and I'm very discerning about it, but um, if someone, and especially a small business owner, because I get this quite a bit, um, needs a little help and guidance and they can't afford me, I'm very, very good about doing pro bono work when I can if I know it will help another business owner, you know, and give them a leg up and, and help them get past maybe a, a dark moment. And I feel like that's kind of the responsibility, at least for me as a speaker, as a consultant, as a coach, uh, to give back and not just have it be, you know, only the big guys that can afford that big fee. Um, I can't do a lot of that. I wish I could do more, but, um, I don't, I don't take, I don't take the gifts that I have lightly. 
I, I'm always trying to give that back. Well, and that was sort of the theme on, on the previous episode on, on 254. A gentleman by the name of, of Colin Gallivan was on, and he was young, and we talked about the mentors that were in his life. He's 27, and we got talking about how you know my, my advice to him was when he was 50, don't forget about the number of people who did that for you. And to make sure that he turns around and, and helps others throughout his career the same way. And we had that same talk about how you can't do it for everybody, but when there's that right connection and you can give back, you can change somebody's life. Exactly. Exactly. And it's an honor to, to be able to do that. I mean, I, I'm all, I always get more than I give. I'll say that. <laughs> well, yeah. Sharon Spano, thank you so much for being a guest here on the show. If somebody listened to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to know more about this, uh, this amazing person, how do they find you? How do they find out about your book? How do they learn about your company? Well, great. Thank you for that. The timemoneybook.com uh, forward slash cool things for the book. But they can also get it through my website. It's SharonSpano.com. And, um, know more about my work through the Sharon Spano site as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And thank you for everybody who tuned in and listened to this episode. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. So it's really important that I have you all as part of this community. So follow me on Twitter at Cool Podcast. Look us up on Facebook, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And if you want to get involved with the Cool Things Project, you can jump over to TomSinger.com, go to the About button. You'll find an information that says Group Coaching Program. All the information you could ever want is right there. We're going to be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Sharon. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge you. Go out there. And have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.